Hello and welcome to the Yoga Magic Podcast, friends. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard. I'm so glad you're here. This month, all month of December 2021, we are in a self-care challenge, and I am sharing extra content on Tuesdays just to help the practice of self-care become a little bit easier for you. If you're part of the challenge so far, hopefully you've found some new practices, you've learned some new things. Today is an important topic and something that I get very regular questions on with clients, friends, and just listeners of the show, and that's around the guilt of self-care, the guilt of prioritizing ourselves. If this is something that you've experienced before, um, I'd love to hear from you. What does it feel like? What do you do to overcome it? I'll share my experience today and just some tips, some things that I share with clients on how to overcome guilt, but it's something that can really ruin these really special moments. It pulls us out of the joy and into this lower vibration of guilt. So I thought it was a pretty important topic to talk about today. Again, if you are a part of the self-care challenge, I'm so grateful to have you. We're doing 31 days of self-care, some new practices, lots of new content, um, all totally free. So if you're just hopping on for the first time to the show, you can still join in on the self-care challenge. More information on that in the show notes. And for those of you listeners that have been doing it all month, I'm so excited. Hopefully it's going well. We are in the week of major giveaways, so if you are part of the challenge, make sure you're in the Facebook group because that's where we are doing the challenges, the giveaways rather, so pulling some names right out of Facebook. Okay, quick thank you to our show sponsor, Interval. Interval is the platform that I use for teaching my online workshops and classes, and it's just been so easy. I'm so grateful to have them as a partner. And friends, if this this episode is helpful to you, if you find that you learned something new, please consider sharing it with, with a friend, with someone that you know is interested in self-care and maybe wants to overcome some of that guilt or someone that is just new, maybe it's a new mom and they're just turning to, to get into this groove of prioritizing themselves and another person share it with a friend. That's how this show grows. And I've been just seeing so many new faces here and I'm so grateful because you're, you're spreading the word. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Let's get to this topic of guilt. So guilt is defined as the feeling of committing a crime or doing something wrong. So, I mean, that's pretty serious to think that when we take a few minutes for ourselves we feel as though we are committing a crime or we're doing something wrong or that it's hurting someone else. And this is is really layered. And there's lots of cultural challenge and cultural conditioning that goes into it. But that doesn't mean that we can't overcome it. I just kind of want to preface, like this is very much a part of our culture, a part of being a cisgendered woman And I think that it's something that we need to stop now. We need to be the generation that changes this feeling of guilt and shame around our own needs. So on episode, I want to pull back to episode 108 with Victoria Albina, where we talked about codependency. And what she really opened my eyes to is that we as women have been conditioned to constantly be helping others, to be putting others before ourselves. It's it's just the role that we play in society. Obviously, that bleeds into others as well, not just women. But for the most part, 
we as women are expected to do things for others. We're expected to, you know, start a family. We're expected to provide the meals. I mean, you know these things, these stereotypical ideas, but it goes even further than that. There's this expectation that we carry the weight of of others at all times. And I she used so many great examples of how this happens and and I think we see it play out in our own lives. She gave the example of like when she had someone over to her house, she was like, "Oh, do you want something to drink?" and the person said, "No, I'm good." And then she's like, "No, let me get you something. Let me get you something." Right? We're like we are dependent on other people doing well. Other people feeling good. That is the conditioning. That's the patriarchy. I mean, that's the world that we live in, okay? So there's this expectation that putting ourselves first is selfish. And I think that's bullshit (laughs) because because if we don't prioritize ourselves, we will lose ourselves. And we've seen this. And I, I feel this on a generational level. I think it's shifted a lot. I know when my mom was with, you know, when she was raising me, when she was in her working career, she wasn't talking about what her needs were. That would, no way. Somebody would have laughed at her because that just wasn't the conversation at the time. And that's not fair. I think that's a total disservice to that generation who was expected to do so many things, right? The 80s were all about you know, low fat food and working and being the working parent and doing all the things. And I just, I just feel for them because I don't think that that was a service at all to their well being. but you know, they made it through and they taught us, they taught our generation. If you were a product of the eighties, that something needs to be changed, that we need to prioritize ourselves. And we can only do that when we take a little pause, when we assess our own needs and what happens when we do prioritize ourselves is that we can better take care of others. So I wanted to touch on just a few of my tips for really overcoming this guilt. Um, you know, it's it's definitely something that you might find other practices, other things that you do to overcome guilt, but these are the ones that have worked for me. You know, I just also want to mention that this is a little uncomfortable. Like this practice of overcoming guilt doesn't always feel so good at first, right? Any change, any expansion, there's always some contraction. So knowing that at first it might be a little bit uncomfortable, that's okay. That's okay. We have to do this work. We have to think. We have to shift our mindset. And, you know, pushing the the societal boundaries is hard. It's hard work. And we are going to be the ones to teach the next generations even more about prioritizing and how we can take care of ourselves so that we can take care of others, okay? So the very last thing I'll say before I hop into these tips is that there is this idea of mom guilt. And I think this that's a little bit different than what I'm talking about today, but I wanted to mention it because it goes hand in hand. And that mom guilt is sort of this feeling that you can never win. And I, ugh, if somebody would have told me what mom guilt felt like prior to having children, I would have been like, what? I don't, okay. And then you experience it for the first time and you're just like, oh, this is pretty awful. So it's it's the feeling that like, you know, when I'm with my kids, I feel pulled to be doing my work or I should be getting things done. You know, I, 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 there's that should, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. And then when I'm at doing my work or I'm out even, you know, taking care of myself, I feel like, oh, I should be with my kids. So it's this feeling of constantly 
pulling yourselves in opposite directions. And it doesn't serve us at all. But it does take some some real concentration. It takes some evaluation of your life, your, your lifestyle, where you're prioritizing your time. And it takes some real honesty to overcome. And I'll touch on that today too, specifically that mom guilt piece. So let's hop in. My very first tip for overcoming guilt is that we have to examine where the guilt comes from in the first place and ask if it's true, okay? So there's times when, say, we are experiencing significant guilt about being away from our loved ones or, you know, doing an an extra amount of work. Or I'll, I'll use an example that I experience is like, I'll feel guilt about being on my phone for too much in a day and I examine that guilt and I'm like, hmm, is this, is this real? Like, is this something that I did actually do something I could do it better? Sometimes, yes. Sometimes it's like, yes, Ashley, you could have put your phone away. Okay. So let's just do that better next time. But sometimes it's like guilt for absolutely no reason. I'm feeling guilt for, for being, you know, for working on a Monday. Ugh, what? That's, that's what I do on Mondays. And my kids are at school and they're learning the things. So that guilt is it helps to examine like is there some truth to this only you really know maybe you do a little journaling on that you examine you know I have been gone a ton lately or actually this is the first time I've been away from my partner in the last month because we've been quarantined together and I'm feeling guilty about leaving is that warranted no that's not warranted it's totally okay so be really honest with yourself examine where that guilt comes from and then just ask if it's true for you. If is it your truth or is it something that potentially that conditioning of our society, conditioning of your life, you're feeling about yourself. If it isn't true, you know, let it go. Let it go and acknowledge, just change change the script. Change the tape. Sometimes people say that I love that expression. Change the tape. Put a different one in that says absolutely you are doing the right thing for yourself at this right time. You need this. This is important. It makes you a better person. All right, friends. I know there are a lot of yoga teachers and spiritual entrepreneurs, fitness instructors that listen to the show. And I need to tell you about a major business life hack that I have come across. It's called Interval. Interval is an online platform that lets you build your fitness or coaching business and community all in one place. It has this cool new feature that allows you to easily host a challenge on the platform so that you can get new clients involved, you know, especially as we're approaching the new year. And you can use this feature for workshops and courses too. On Interval, you can record your classes directly to the platform. You can build an app for your clients. You can run live and pre-recorded classes, and you can just simply grow your membership. It's perfect for anyone that's just starting out in the online fitness space or if you have an established brand already. I've really enjoyed keeping all of my yoga classes stored on there to access for new self-care clients, and I'm also planning a whole bunch of Yoga Magic community events on Interval because it's just so easy. If you want to learn more about Interval and see if it's a fit, check out the referral link in my show notes to sign up for a demo or visit interval.com. That's interval, I-N-T-E-R-V-A-L.com. Number two, it is your birthright to bring, to feel joy. It is your birthright to be, I don't like the word happy because that feels so fleeting, but to feel good. It really is. So I, 
I, I grew up Catholic. I grew up in a religious family and I still really do identify with, with the idea of faith. Um, and I've been exploring this world of Christ consciousness lately, which is just like a whole deep dive, everybody, especially if you grew up Catholic. And what I'm finding are these through lines of joy that, that God, that Jesus, whoever it is that you identify with, wanted us to experience joy. And it, this is something that like it brings me like emotion thinking about because part of our upbringings and part of the conditioning of the world that we live in is that we think we maybe don't deserve joy or that we have to live in these these lower vibration states of shame and guilt. And I just that's just not true. We are it is completely our birthright to feel joy, to experience the good things in life. And yes, there is suffering. Yes, there are hard things. But that does not mean that not everyone can experience the good. And I always come back to this idea that with expansion, with growth, with that joy, there always is contraction. So we need them both. You know, we do need the hard things, but that does not mean that we can't deserve the joy. It's our birthright to feel this. So in these moments where you feel undeserving of self-care, of that practice of prioritizing yourself, remember, it is your birthright. We are in connection to each other through these vibrations. And when we're in a high vibrational state, when we're in this this space of joy and love, we elevate the whole world, the whole entire globe. So a little meta for you in this moment, but remember, no matter what faith background that you have, we are all connected, we are all part of something, and we all deserve to experience love and enjoy. And I think in this, this particular example, that comes in the form of prioritizing ourselves, of taking time out to feel good. Number three, self-care and that high vibrational state that I was just talking about, it is contagious. Okay. So, you know, I love manifestation. I've got a whole couple episodes coming up on manifestation and its connection to self-care. But when we are taking time to prioritize ourselves, when we are in a high vibrational state, when we feel good because we got in our few minutes of meditation that morning, we drank our coffee, we got a little workout in and we're set for the day, people feel it. They experience that around you. They feel it on an energetic level and they also say you're, you know, you're around your partner or your kids or your family, other family members or like your roommate, they see you doing these things and they want to do it too. It is literally contagious. Self-care is one of those things that when you see someone else doing something, you might should on yourself, which I don't want to go down that path, but when you see them, you're like, oh man, I want to feel good too, right? You deserve it. So it's contagious and it's exciting to show up, to be that person, to show up to the party, to show up to your friends' gatherings and just be in like a super high vibrational state. People can feel it and they want to be around you. And that leads to magnetism. That leads to attraction. That leads to so many more good things, um, which, which we'll talk about here in a second. Number four, when you take care of yourself, you have more to give. 
If that doesn't pull you out of guilt, I don't know what does, <laughs> okay? When you fill up your cup, you know, people use these examples, these analogies all the time. When you put on your life, life jacket first before you put on your, I don't know, what is it? <laughs> I've said it so many times I forgot it now, but you know what I'm saying. You can't pour from an empty cup. There is so much truth. And we've all been there. There have been those moments where we're so, so depleted that we don't have anything to give. Mine, my like rock bottom in this moment when I knew that this is where I wanted to spend significant time in my work and I wanted to share this message was in that first few months of being a mother, I was like, what did I sign up for? I don't know who I am. I, I am completely lost. And that's because I wasn't taking any time to prioritizing myself. I didn't know how, I didn't know what to do. And so when I took a second, I kind of had this like out of body experience and I pulled myself out and I said, wow, if you want to care for this little baby and the, the other people that are around you, that you're serving your students, your clients, your loved ones, all the things you got to fill up your own cup. You have to. And so that, that in itself is, is one of the biggest pieces to overcoming guilt. You cannot be the best parent. You cannot be the best coworker when you are completely depleted or when you're partially depleted, when you have that full cup, you're able to give so much more to your loved ones and to the people around you. Number five, I'm using this example of a parent a lot because that's my experience. If you are not a parent yet, um, these also really parallel into a lot of other things. There are a lot of things that can be our, you know, take the place as our children. But if you are a parent, you're you're showing your children what self-care is through example. You're showing them that it's important to evaluate their own needs, that their needs are important, that when they listen to their needs and they ask for what they need, they can live in a, in a fuller state. So it's it's that leading by example. And a funny story, the other day, my littles, they're three and five, so they're like, they're old enough, they're very aware, but they don't really understand always the context. And they're like, Mom, they were like sort of making fun of me. Mom, self-care and meditation and yoga. Like, what are you going to do today? You know, and clearly this is hitting home for them because I, I'm constantly doing it. I'm trying to get them involved. So like we'll meditate together usually for about 30 seconds. <laughs> That's the last long. We'll talk about, you know, taking some time to be alone. We'll journal. Like there's just so many things that I do regularly to show them that this is, I don't know, it's not even to show them. It's just that I do it regularly and they see it. But then also I try to do things with them. So setting that example that self-care is important, that prioritizing your own needs is a great way to overcome guilt. All right, last one is that self-care connects us to manifestation. I'm going to talk about this in detail next Tuesday in this connection of self-care and manifestation because they go very hand in hand. But I'll just introduce the topic because I think that you will be surprised at how much this, this plays into each other. So if you have a regular manifestation practice, you know it's that it's the drawing in of the things that we want in life through our subconscious thoughts, through our actions. And when we take a moment to prioritize ourselves. When we commit to ourselves on the, on the daily, we communicate to the universe, to God, to ourselves, to our loved ones, to the people around us that we do prioritize our own needs, that we, f- we value ourselves. 
And that state of high self-worth attracts more good things, okay? All of these practices, all of these self-care practices, they do not have to be super complex. You know, I talk about this all the time, and a lot of the guests that I have on the show have examples. They, they share what they do, and they're super simple. So this does not have to be a big thing, but in that daily practice of assessing your needs, asking for what you need, prioritizing yourself, you attract more good things your way. And there's there's a lot of there's a lot of science behind this. There's the idea of neuroplasticity. When you put yourself into a high state of self-worth, you know what that feels like and you can come back to that feeling on the daily so that it continues to come your way. And I don't know how to explain this other than to say that when you feel good, just more good comes comes your way. And there's times when we're maybe in a low state. Heck yeah. What self-care, any of these simple practices can do is remind you what it feels like to feel good so that you can pull yourself out of those low moments. And I'm going to be honest, I've been in those, I've been in those recently and I've doubled down on these simple practices, meditation, journaling, just these slow things that make me feel so good in that moment. And I forget even for just a little bit about my worries and it helps, it helps pull, pull me out of the funk. So they're very closely connected self-care manifestation tune in next Tuesday on a whole episode on this. Um, but yeah, I hope these are helpful. I hope these have pulled you out of these ideas of guilt. You know, we may still experience moments of guilt. We're human. This is, this is who we are and that's okay. But if you can catch it, you know, as, as Gabby Bernstein says, if you can think again, if you can catch that negative thought of, oh, I'm a bad mom because I'm taking time out for myself. And you're like, nope, I'm going to reprogram that. Nope, that is not true. I am an amazing mom and I'm taking this special time for myself so that I can show up even bigger and better. Use these, these think again methods. Use these little tips that I gave you today to pull yourself out of those negative self-thought. Oh, okay. Heavy topic for the day. Hopefully super helpful on Thursday, everybody. We're a, I, we, we, I, I have like my guides here, so I'll, I'll refer to them us as a we, um, on Thursday, we are going to be airing, re-airing an episode, um, that happened. When did we air it earlier? Almost a year ago. And that's my conversation with Heather Whitaker of To Be Magnetic. We're talking about manifestation. It's one of the most popular episodes that I've done, if not the most popular, and I wanted to re-air it just to think about 2022 and some things that you're working on, some things that you're calling in. So tune in on Thursday for that, and I have a fun little downloadable as a part of that self-care and manifestation. So thank you so much for being here, friends. Again, if you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with a friend. It really helps us a lot. Thank you to our show sponsor, Interval, and I will see you on Thursday.